Let's get this bitch started. Stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million Two high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling What the blood clot, how did all these thug rocks Have me looking dumb hot, with my eyes all bloodshot Now that's a mugshot in the making Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast HQ up in this biatch Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back with another album review for y'all. And this week is my week to pick the albums. And the first album, of course, was the new one. And of course, we're going with King Cole, Mr. J. Cole, back with his new uh, album Europe? that just came out a couple of weeks ago. The off season, rightfully uh, named, in my opinion. I feel like it's a, it fits pretty much how J. Cole maneuvers in a rap game you know like i i feel like that's kind of what it is for j cole that he'll drop an album he'll put in the work for that album he'll do whatever press run he got to do for it and then off season basically just phase back out phase back out uh just just like and and then it's funny because there's there's like a song on his on his joint like it has a skit towards the end that kind of mentions what i'm assuming is an athlete referring to where his off season regimen is and it kind of it, I'm assuming because he put it there, because he called it off season, that that's kind of how he, uh, J. Cole kind of like, you know, organizes his shit. So it was kind of interesting to see that. But nonetheless, it's been, it's been three years since we heard from Mr. Cole, uh, back in 2018 with, uh, KOD. And, and that was the album that I wasn't a, a really big fan of. And, and the reason I know I was a really big fan of was because I didn't remember anything from that shit other than, other than the, uh, the, the little pump disc. <laughs> I, I do remember that which was the very last song i do remember that so i had to go i had to run back listen to a couple songs and at first i was like man maybe that joint was actually kind of trash but then i listened to it and it wasn't that bad right but i just realized that i feel like j cole sometimes is to his detriment that he makes music that i guess like the type that he likes to make because i feel like i feel like it's just not the most enjoyable listening of songs because that's kind of what i noticed about him that like or at least in that album at least was that like yeah these songs are good but i don't see myself really going back and listening to them like there's not much playback value from his recent shit so that for that reason i was a little worried going into this album but just not to give too much away but those worries got put to bed really early on an album just i just thought about that i actually had similar worries that you had because again, like you were just saying, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't remember much about KOD, unless. But I always like there was one song about him folding clothes, but I don't remember mm-hmm, if that yep. was on KOD or if it was on the one before it. It was on the one before it. That's what I thought. Right? Matter of fact, let me. But again, that album is very much like KOD in that aspect. Those two albums, plus I think the one before that one, probably helped give him the moniker Nap King Cole. So everyone was always like, I, you know, I like him. He's vicious lyrically, but I just can't listen to his songs because they're boring. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people say that. And it's just like, yeah, J. Cole is very fucking talented. And we know this. Like we've yeah. always known this. But yes, he, like you said, he makes the music that he wants to. He's not under a label right now so that he has to make a big diversity of music. He gets to make mm-hmm. what the fuck he wants to when he's in the mood too. We all know yeah. that it takes some time to cre- craft his shit. So he's been mm-hmm. very much beat making. He's been very much rhyming his own shit. So it kind of got homogenous after a little while. And I can understand why everyone would have been worried about this album being like that, too. But again, refreshing that it's very much not. You know what I, I've thought, too, right? That 
obviously, you know, we all grow and change and our perspective changes at least, you know, if not, you know, our surroundings and shit. And mm-hmm. what I was thinking about for J. Cole, you know, him being somebody who's not a gangster rapper. He doesn't really rap about doing any kind of gangster shit. So, like, I, I just think sometimes, like, maybe he just rappers like this who are kind of like, I guess, for, for lack of better terms, quote unquote, backpack rappers that like do they ever just run out of shit to rap about because like as somebody who's like dibbed and dabbled in making music right like at, at a very very lower scale than than obviously these niggas right mm-hmm. i thought to myself damn dog like I'm, I, I can't just start rapping about putting up on niggas and shooting them because that's not me <laughs> so i'm thinking i'm thinking like I, i'm just curious if like rappers like this if they ever kind of you know, get mad writers back. And maybe that's why rappers like Kendrick and rappers like J. Cole take so much longer to make music because it takes a lot longer to write something that doesn't revolve around pulling up on somebody and shooting them and making that shit sound like cool. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, exactly. I, so, so I don't know. It, it just kind of makes me think like, you know, I guess it has to take this long because in order to make something like this, it, it, it can't be done rushed. Pretty much. Very true. And I honestly, this, this could be a really good conversation for another episode, honestly, just yeah. about the type of rappers that are more in the J. Cole, right. uh, Kendrick Lane. If you like what, look at them and look at the time. I would love to like look at their discographies and look at the time in between projects because I know yeah. that's the same way with Talib Kweli. He always took yeah. a while to go between his shit of the two or the three albums that most deaf put out. There was a good distance of time between those two. Um, and it's just like, I feel like most people in that lane who are not about, you know, they're not always going to say out here fucking hoes, out here selling drugs, out here gang gang, you know, whatever, whatever. They actually have other shit that they talk about and it's more well-rounded in like the actual life of people. Um, Mm -hmm. they, I feel like they always do take way more time to put their shit together simply because it's like life experiences like yeah you can draw something upon yeah. to make a song out of but that's not gonna fill the whole song up so you got to figure out okay how can i say this what can i do here blah 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 so i think it's yeah it's just uh it's another i don't want to say like a planning stage jump but it's just a it's like a maturation of the rhyme right. style and how it how it has to come together versus you know somebody like i don't want to slide him out because i do have more respect for him now but like young thug who can literally put out a mixtape every month for 12 months yeah you know right. what i'm saying yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But, and, and even, even then, you know, as much respect as we might have for Doug for being creative in his own sense, mm-hmm. um, I still feel like in order to make the kind of music that Cole wants to make, it just needs to be made how he makes it. You know, like it has to be done exactly how it's done. So for that reason, um, I think you, as well as myself and everybody else who's a fan of J. Cole will, will always just respect his, his writing process and, and however he decides to release music. Exactly. But, but nonetheless, let's go ahead and dive right on into the album. Uh, because this is somewhat of a shorter album, y'all, we're just going to go ahead and talk about every song that we liked or didn't like on this joint. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it all, we'll give you a, a score on how we felt about it overall as a whole. Yep, yep. So we're going to go ahead and dive into the first joint, which is 95 South. Now, let me just say this. As a humongous Dipset Cameron fan, <laughs> nigga, <laughs> I thought I put on the wrong fucking CD. I thought this was... I thought this was Bird Gang Volume 3, nigga. That shit fucking... <laughs> that shit... Nigga, that shit... I, you don't understand, dog. Trust me. Anybody who's a Cameron fan... any I, I know you for sure, dog. When you heard that joint, it was like, yo, this feels like it's about to be... Cam just has that fucking... For those of y'all who are confused what the fuck we're talking about, Cam comes in and does like a little intro kind of, which all he really says is, killer, 
Basically, he, he said very minimum in this song, and you heard his voice three separate distinct times. Yes. And each time, I thought this nigga was going to bust out of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nigga. Hey, no, but listen, right? I, I'll tell you what. In my opinion, I guess anybody who's a Dipset fan would probably feel the same way. Cam just has a way of saying a whole lot with very fucking little shit. And I feel like that was just a perfect example of that, that like he kind of could just say his fucking, essentially his nickname, killer mm-hmm. and that's like enough of a thing to get people riled up because i know it got me riled up like oh yeah when i heard when i heard that beat drop the thing and also for those of y'all that peep and those of you that are fucking uh instrumental nerds as much as i am mm-hmm. i know y'all peep that um that uh 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 you don't know what you're doing mm-hmm. yeah same fucking sample just chopped up a little mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. y'all know what the fucking deal is but anyways as soon as i heard that beat drop and i heard the killer I just knew that this shit was about to be crazy. And honestly, Cole did not disappoint me as much as I wanted to hear a cam on the verse. The shit did not disappoint me. Later on, of course, we had a uh, little John at the end of the song. And that was really dope as well. So exactly. I, 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 that show was dope. I, I want to say that, first of all, this song is so lyrically diverse and, and the, the flow is so diverse on it. It's incredible. Also you can like i will say one of the things that's an aspect of this whole album and like i just want to say it now before i forget because i didn't write it down but it's like yeah you can see that with j cole having worked with people recently and i said this before j cole has learned from everyone he's come across or has interacted oh, with yeah. in music and is able to like i don't want to say like duplicate their flow but can can like kind of morph into that flow but leave it as j cole but kind of with a hint of x person so this song he had a to me he had a because this whole track had just had such a hint of just dipset on it and at first mm-hmm. he started out sounding very dipset and then he just completely slid into something else and just continued to market and i was like that is dope as fuck he went in it he honored cam with the sound with the sound of his voice mm-hmm. but he was like but i'm j cole so we're gonna go at it from yeah. this way and i feel like he no, did it with, sure. a, with a bunch of other people because he's on one jump where he's very melodic sounding like the baby mm-hmm. uh, like, oh, uh, like little baby and yeah, yeah. it's just like he does that for a little while, but then he goes da 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 and just kills mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, yo, you can see where the where the inspiration comes from for how he hit the flow, but he just completely changed it, and it was just that it just becomes his at that point. I just want to put that out there right now. My bad. And, and, and he and in my opinion, he does what Drake does, but way more craftier and way more creative because I feel like it takes a lot more to do that with somebody's rapping style mm-hmm. as opposed to their singing style which is what drake typically does exactly either with, with dance hall music or or, or afro beat or anything like that yep. you know what i mean like but in this case nigga you're taking the nigga's whole flow you're pretty much he's pretty much doing what biggie did on notorious thugs with bone thugs i, know, I don't know if you've heard that story oh yeah where, where, where he biggie didn't much, rap that fast he never really rapped yeah, that yeah. Fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then he pretty much was like damn i'm trying to rap like y'all niggas and then he pretty much took the joint home fucking wrote the joint and pretty much sounded like bone thugs and sounded even better than bone thugs as bone thugs so exactly you know so i i see the same in j cole here like you mentioned the uh the little baby song as we'll get to a little bit further mm-hmm. on but yeah no definitely um even with rappers that aren't on these songs um i feel like he takes a lot of what's been working these mm-hmm. last few years in rap and and incorporates it in his style so that, that that's 
nigga, that that's a skill on its own that's fucking ridiculous right there. Exactly. You know what I mean? and, it's and, like and, how do you take someone's style that is distinctively different than your own and meld the two together so to get so well that you can barely tell who it is the inspiration came from. Like it's just like exactly. did, did this nigga just start rapping this way? Like what the fuck? But yeah. But if you're like if you're like us and you end up listening to a whole rack of shit, you can pick up on which artist he's emulating for oh, the yeah, effect for, sure. for part of a verse. So you know what I'm saying? Like I think that that's a very it's very chameleon, it's very dope. And like I think you're right, he does it way better than Drake is able to. <laughs> <laughs> no shade on Drake. No shade, no on shade at all. Because I've been giving I've been giving straight Drake uh props recently, so you know. And, and we're we're one hundred percent probably gonna review that uh certified lover boy whenever that shit comes out. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying no no shade, Drake. No shade. No boy, no boy. <laughs> But less ninety five South was a was a perfect way to start this album, in nice, my opinion. For sure. I think so. One hundred percent. All right, Amari is number two. This is another one where I was saying where he took like the melodic flow of a lot of niggas that were going on around uh, that are out right now, and he just took mm-hmm. it and just went a whole different way with it. Of course, the lyrics are on point for this track. The beat is cool. I'm not as impressed with the beat on this one as I am. The pre at ninety five south, but it's a yeah. cool follow up, John. I'm not gonna say that it's a throwaway track because lyrically it's dope as fuck. Like as you go back, even if you don't like a beat on this joint, just go back to listen to the actual lyrics because the lyrics are gonna kill you every time, like for sure. But um, yeah, like this this is a cool track, but it it wasn't one of my favorites on this. You know, I, I've come to realize how I know that I'm not gonna like a J Cole song, and how's that? And it's all well, it has the the little. La, 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 that he does in the beginning the, the the little uh the double voice yeah like singing the layered doubles double voice singing like like just kind of bad but doesn't sound like nigga that, he, that's like a, a staple in j cross arson he does that fucking shit at least once in every album right. and i never like it and and i always know what kind of song it's gonna be and it's always this kind of song now that being said I, it's not that I don't like it, but pretty much what I was saying before that, yeah, I like it. It sounds good. He's fucking killing it. His flow, everything you said is true. The little melodic flow at the beginning, I thought was really nice, but it's just something that is, I don't, I don't want to call it boring, but it just doesn't really attract me. It doesn't really pull me back in. It doesn't um, resonate it, like, with you. Yeah. It, it doesn't resonate. It doesn't sit. It doesn't just fucking do anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and again, that's kind of the, the, I guess the, the battle that I have internally when listening to J. Cole is like, yeah, I know he's saying some shit that's fire, but the reality of it is that, you know, and I'll get to this in the next joint, but number three is way better than number two for that reason, which is the song with, with 21 Savage, mm-hmm. because it just, it just sounds better. There's more things that are appealing to it. It doesn't sound as like, I don't know. It just, it just kind of does a better job. Now, again, that being said, superb rapping on this the flows are crazy everything is really nice but again it just it's just kind of like a slow pace kind of song not the actual pace of the beat or anything like that but just kind of like i don't know it just it doesn't really hit as hard as i would hope it would Mm -hmm. to be honest well again usually as usual lyrically strong and i love the sample that they use on the beat I want to say that, like, I think that the breakdown for this, the singing that was done, I think that that was actually very well done. And I'm assuming that was this person, Maori, Maori. I don't know how to really pronounce it because it's featuring 21 Savage and Maori. Oh, my um, bad. Did you go on to, to the third joint? Oh, yeah. I thought we had already. You were already talking about it. Well, no, I, I kind of had just brought it up. But I mean, fuck oh, it. My fuck bad, it. My I, bad. My bad. My bad. That's, that's my, my mistake. But we'll go ahead and slide down into number three then. My life yeah. with 21 Savage and Maori. Um, yeah. I think that it was lyrically strong, as I just said. Um, yeah, for sure. And I love that breakdown from Mari singing, who I'm assuming who it is. 
Yeah. The flows by both 21 Savage and J. Cole are very well executed. Although I will say I liked that J. Cole rapped faster on it than 21. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if mm-hmm. 21 had sped up his flow a little bit, I would have liked it better. Not saying that I didn't like it. I just think it would have been mm-hmm. a little more on point to be a little faster with his with his speed, considering that the beat yeah. was so slow. Thanks. But I think I think it's a very it's 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 a good song. I think it's a really good song. I think it's definitely it, it's it, it could be um it could be um goddamn what is the thing? Oh, it's radio hit. That's what I'm trying to say. It could definitely be a radio yeah, hit, uh, sure. and it, it probably will because I don't know what is the radio hit on this album right now. Because I, I would assume that song just because of you know either that or the little baby song. You know yeah, what I mean? mm-hmm. but but probably both if we're being honest. For real. But um but yeah no 100% love this song. It, it reminded me a lot of of the song a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and I think there's no surprise it's because 21 Savage was on there. I think these two I think these two work surprisingly well. You know because when you see just the type of music that they make isn't really exactly the same, you know mm-hmm. or at least you would think it isn't, but it just I, I just works. I really like uh 21 21 Savage is, is one of my favorite new newer rappers on top of on top of that, but I just think him and Cole just kind of fit perfectly together. It kind of balanced each other out in a in a very good way. Um, yeah, because Cole is usually very energetic versus when he's rhyming versus Twenty One, who is very laid back and almost mon- monotonic. So, exactly. No, yeah, great, great point there. But also, just wanted to point this out there. Also, for all my fucking uh, music nerds, for all my Locks nerds, for all my Styles P and Feral Monch nerds Uh-oh. out there, for all of y'all that recognize the interpolation of this song of the hook is uh, "My Life," which is Styles P. My life is all I have. My rhymes, my pen. And that's the Farrah Monch singing that part. Oh, I don't know if you if you if yeah. you heard that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got oh, it. Oh, oh. I knew quick, it sounded familiar, quick. but like I I couldn't place it. You know, I I get in my head to try and figure out what beat it is, and then like after I leave it, like I I forget it. My life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that joint. It's on uh, on uh, Gangsta the Gentleman. But anyways. That was just really dope to me because I love it when I find out that other artists know about artists that I fucking love, and mm-hmm. specifically certain songs that I really love because that's one of my favorite Styles P songs right there. Um, so yeah, that, that was really dope. I thought that they did they did it really nice. The the hook, mm-hmm. it's good that they had somebody sing it, just like how Styles P had somebody sing it. Yeah. So yeah, o- overall the drum was dope. I think that I think Twenty One held his own on his own for sure, like we said, and uh, they both balanced each out each other out really well. Mm-hmm. But let's go on to uh number four, which is the song Applying Pressure. Now, immediately when I hear the beat on this joint, immediately I think Mixtape Cole. For everybody out there that was begging and crying and pleading for Mixtape Cole, y'all better have this song on repeat. This joint better be the song y'all play the most. Because this sounds, bro, this sounds like Mixtape Cole to me. I'm sorry. Like, it's just really, really dope kind of boom bop type of beat. And J. Cole just fucking kills it. Yeah, he was very much on here talking his shit, like, yeah. definitely back Literally, in the day. Definitely applying pressure, for sure. Exactly, exactly. I wasn't a huge, huge fan of the beat, which is surprising for me. Yeah, but it wasn't enough, again, to deter me from the song. And I just I just loved it lyrically. Like, I definitely go back to it. There's there's just some songs on this motherfucker that I will, if even if I, it's always like that, though. That if I don't like the beat... If the, the lyrics are that strong, I will still always listen to it. Like you know what I'm saying, and then eventually yeah. it won't. Gr- it, the beat won't, you know, bother me as much. 
You know, I've always wanted to hear, and I granted, I'm sure that if we, we can probably hear something like this, if we just go back to listen to some OJ Cole, but I would really love to hear pretty much what we hear in the next two to, well, I would say two of the next four songs mm-hmm. or three of the next five songs, mm-hmm. which is just him on these kind of beats and him just rapping, just mm-hmm. kind of straight up killing it, right? That would be something that would be really interesting to me. And again, I understand that even though he's not signed to, I think, a major label or anything like that, but I, I still think he needs to, I don't know. I, I'm just curious as to why he never has done anything like that. I think any J. Cole fan would really just, I don't know, I think we'd, they'd really appreciate something like that where he just rapping over those kind of beats, like those kind of like very boom bap type of beats. I think that would be, that would be something that, that would be pretty dope. But, uh, nonetheless, applying pressure, uh, really dope joint. And I, I think, uh, I think he did, I think he switched it up very well here in, in, at this point in the album. Yeah. It does take, it does start to take on a different personality, I guess, if you, you can call it that. Uh, yeah. which is actually, it goes very much into the energetic phase. Like it, it keeps up the energy, which I mm-hmm. like. Um, so let's just go ahead and, uh, move into, uh, number five. Uh, punching the clock. This song is lyrically destroyed from the jump. Like as soon as he starts rapping, the the, the beat is over. Like his Armageddon on this bitch. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. I want to say that the story it was he he told a really awesome story on this jump, which is another thing that J Cole is extremely good at is fucking crafting a story and you know mentally getting it into your head. This jump is very short though. Uh, that's my main thing about it. It's almost like it's another interlude on this jump because I think it's yeah. just under two minutes in length. But really, and, and and I think there's an interlude after the song, if I'm not mistaken. Right yeah, there. which is less than two minutes, and they, but right. they're both vicious. Like they both be vicious songs if they were actually songs, but they're they're both very very short. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I thought this jump was dope, and I thought that he, again, kind this kind of goes back to what I was mentioning earlier about the off season. And, and kind of like he, he brings up, uh, 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 you know, punching in the clock and just showing up and doing everything you got to do to get ready. And, and, and then again, the, the, the outro of the song, it kind of has that, I'm not sure who it is talking, but somebody talking about I'm, what I'm assuming is an athlete's off season because he's talking about all these athletic things and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was just a really dope song. Just, just kind of him kind of comparing himself to, to an athlete in the off season where, you know, he might not be putting out music, but he's definitely sharpening his sword. He's definitely finding different ways to keep his creativity up and shit like that. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I thought this one was really dope. I thought, again, just like the jump before, it sounded like like Mixtape Cole. And, and it was just really dope. I, I really like this song. Yeah, right. But let's uh, let's go on to number six, though, which is 100 Mil featuring Boss, which I don't know if I heard him. And he might be somebody singing on a hook. I think well, he's not, the singer. But even though I don't think Boss is a singer, I'm pretty sure Boss is a rapper. So I'm not sure. Well, he's also listed, or this person's also listed on the last song, and the only other person, the only other thing is somebody singing. So that's why I assume they were a singer. I don't know. I don't know. I, well, he might, I, I guess he might sing as well. But the point is, uh, 100 Mil, we, we also have J. Cole singing the fucking hook. Yep. Um, now, obviously, this is something that uh, you're not the biggest fan of, uh, typically. Now, I actually wasn't a big fan of of, of him singing this joint. I, I, I didn't really like this song. I, I feel like it was one of those. I don't want to use the word kind of. I don't want to use the word corny, but it just. I just it didn't really sit with me. It just wasn't. It wasn't really like the greatest song on this joint. For it kind of felt kind of repetitive too. The hook. 
And I don't know. It, it just it, it, for me, it's a skippable song. Let's just put it that way. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. It's not a terrible song, but it just doesn't do anything for me. Pretty much. To me, this song it almost sounds like it's trying to be cinematic, like the Maybach music joints be sounding, but it doesn't quite get there. Now it, they do switch back and forth between like a slower and a faster rhyme style, even though it's more of a melodic joint. But the I don't I don't mind the song too much. I just don't like the chorus. Like the chorus is the main yeah. thing about the song. Like you, you hit it right on the head. It just does not sound good. It's yeah, not too. good at all. So if they were to switch that up, I think that this song would be a hell of a lot stronger. But of course, a chorus is a big part of a song. Is what the majority of people remember about the song. And if you don't like the chorus, a lot of people are just gonna say fuck this song if I can't get down with the chorus. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, hey, let me ask you now. This, I don't. First of all, you can leave this in or you get it out. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. But. When you listen, because I asked my brother this, and I think it's, it might be different for me, but when you listen to rap, right, mm-hmm. what do you listen for first? Is it the lyrics? Is it the melody? Is it, like, what What about a rap song catches you, whether it be the beat? Like, what is something that, that like, first gets your attention? I mean, I think a beat always catches somebody's attention because that's literally the first thing you hear on a song before you hear anybody's voice. But at the same time, I kind of, like, I don't want to say that, I don't listen to the lyrics all the way, but I guess it's like the flow of the song. I kind of mm-hmm, catch mm-hmm. the flow of it and see how yeah. the flow rides the beat. Uh, yeah. I guess that's the first thing that I really look for on the song. And then when I go back through, like, and then I, you know, I catch everything else. Like I catch the beats, how they ride together and everything. That's what I first do. And then when I go back, I'm listening specifically for the lyrics. And then I try a third time and I try and listen with an ear for everything. So I can just hear everything yeah. all together. And yeah. And cause, Cause I, I was talking about that shit with, uh, with like rock music, how like, you know how like rock music, a lot of times lyrics are a lot more like abstract compared to like rap, which is a lot more direct typically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of hard to be listening for lyrics when you listen to rock music the first time around because it's like, nigga, what the fuck are you saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of this shit doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah. I, from the naked listen, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but, but I, I kind of feel the same way about rap too that like, you know the lyrics are nice and everything, but if the delivery isn't there, if the if the flow isn't there, mm-hmm. then nobody really wants to hear that shit. Like it doesn't sound. It has to be pleasantful. Like it's nice that you could rhyme all these words together, mm-hmm. but if it doesn't sound pleasantful, then niggas ain't really trying to hear that shit. Exactly, and that's really what it is. And that's I feel like that's the dichotomy that a lot of rappers have a problem with mm-hmm. is that yeah, they sure. like, they know that they can rap. They just don't rap in a way that a lot of people fuck with. And then there's also a lot of rappers who are famous for not rapping how other people rap and being abstract yeah. with it and all of that other stuff. But they're also, they're, they're like, I don't want to say like semi famous, but they're not as famous as they could be because people can't get down with their sound. But you know what? Those motherfuckers is funny because I was just watching a currency interview and um that's pretty i would say that's kind of what currency is that he doesn't really have the success that a um, super mainstream rapper has mm-hmm. but nigga he has the respect from so many different areas he's done records with so many different respected people alchemists so many different every every respected producer i i, I feel has worked with fucking uh with, with currency so he has a lot of respect he he has enough money to live off of music so i, I you're right you know i, I feel like typically those guys don't get the same amount of success, but mm-hmm. I feel like their legacy lives forever and they have a more loyal fan base for sure. Exactly. Exactly. I, I definitely agree with that though. All right. 
And sure. let me see. All right, but let's go on to number seven. Pride is the sure. Devil featuring Lil Baby. And uh, this song reminded me of another song, but of course I can't remember how that song goes. And that bothers me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but like, I think that the beat is dope on this joint. I want to say that I think that that, 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 that sample is like a guitar. I, I, I believe it's a guitar. I can't remember. Yeah, really sure. It definitely sounds like it for sure. Um, definitely sounds like it. But he's also, again, on the melodic rhyming here, but he's on a really, really fast tempo. And what yeah. he's saying is so good. But what he's saying, like, he's, he's, he's rapping very melodically and it's going so fast. But what he's saying is super fucking vicious. It's just very, very lyrical content with the melodic style. And I really, really fuck with that. Like I said, if you can do the melodic style, but still be a really good rapper at the same time, I don't have a problem with it. And there are new rappers that are able to do that. And I'm not talking about like J. Yeah. Cole. I'm talking about like in the new class. So yeah, for sure. it just depends on how you go about it. I love I, I, I would say one of them is, is on this song right here. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Little Baby kills this junk. Right along J. Cole. Lyrically, there is not a thing wrong with this song. The, the, yeah. I like the hook on it. Um, mm -hmm. but I wish I could, um, I wish I could remember what the, the chorus makes me sound like, what it sounds like for me. I, I'll tell you right now. I'm blown that you didn't say this. I, I'm Scr scrubs, scrubs hmm? trying to holler at me. Uh -huh. Is it? Oh shit! There that's, you go. That's what I thought of. That's what I thought, that, and that's what I was about to say. That initially, when I first heard the hook, "Pride is the devil," takes a hold on me. Uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, of one no scrub. No, it was it was. A I'm thinking of something else because it's it's another rap song, and that and oh, the okay. choruses sound similar, like okay. lyrically. But I I've, I'm. I smoke too much. My memory gone, dog. Like I, the, and, the and just you know, <laughs> you know, it's funny about weed that it'll make you think that you remember something a certain way, and then when you go back and listen to it, huh, that has nothing how I remember it. Exactly. So, so I could so be out here bullshit. <laughs> anything that we wing on the go, just know we could be completely wrong about it. As much as we may be assuring that we're not. Exactly. So just, just, just for food for thought. If y'all ever hear us, uh, 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 say something without any source, go look it up first. Exactly. Saying. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but whatever the song is, it, it kind of reminds me of, but it's not like a, it's not an exact interpretation of what yeah, I was, whatever sure. I'm thinking of. But mm -hmm. I, I do fuck with the song. Like we were talking about earlier. I think it could very much be a, a radio hit. And I, I have not a problem with this song. And like I said, Lil Baby continues to impress the, ever loving shit out of me though like he impresses yeah. me every time i hear him on somebody else's shit man let me just say this right now if you uh a, a, a real quote a quote-unquote real hip-hop motherfucker right and you have a problem or, or you say that there's nobody out now that's rapping that's a young motherfucker you have not listened to little baby because little mm -hmm. baby in all in all honesty the way he's able to honestly include real rap and flows and everything like that into the new sound that's going on right now mm -hmm. and, 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 and still have songs with motherfuckers who like don't rap such as fucking, uh, fuck is his name? Uh, Cardi, not Cardi B, but the other, uh, Playboy, Playboy Cardi, Cardi. Yeah. And all these other niggas, right? The fact that you can kind of have, be in that same realm with them, but still be rapping mm -hmm. is impressive as fuck. So first of all, everything you just said, you know, he, he killed it on his joint. I really like how he came in halfway through the beat. Where it was like it was like the third uh, the third verse where where J Cole started it mm -hmm. and then baby uh, baby uh, baby kind of just slid right into the joint 
and kind of kept the joint going because Cole was doing his flow, which is what we were saying before, mm -hmm. that Cole is able to do that. Well, he's able to do, in this case, the Lil Baby flow. And Lil Baby picked it up as soon as J. Cole put it down. So that shit, it was just perfect. I think the song is perfect. I honestly, because I was talking about the shoe with my boy Los, he was telling me that he feels like Baby, and I agree with him, that Baby, and honestly, kind of carried this song in the sense that it gave me that extra push to be able to be a hit because I feel like this could be a hit for oh, yeah. sure, mm -hmm. for sure. And, and to be honest, I feel like Baby gave it for sure gave it that extra. Yeah, because it was his flow oh, style yeah. that was being used throughout the whole show, mm -hmm. and then he came exactly. and just murked it at the end. So yeah, no, yeah. like I, it's, it definitely is a hit. It's definitely gonna be a hit. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, this genre was really dope. I thought I thought this genre was really tough. Be everything. So yeah, kudos to those gentlemen, man, for sure. Yeah, let's go ahead and <laughs> slide into number eight, which is uh, Let Go of My Hand, which is uh, a very interesting, again, this kind of fits into that mixtape code thing that I was saying before. The beat is very kind of uh, mellowed down, mm -hmm. very rainy day sounding, if you will. Yep. But it's really, really dope. Everything about the song is dope. Um, at, at anybody who's ever been an artist of any kind, the, the beginning of the verse really hits home when he talks about uh, kind of taking a break from writing and sometimes you need to let music or the beat sit with you for a long time mm -hmm. and I just thought that was really dope that he he pretty much brought up his creative process into this shit and, and he kind of made it he let everybody know that even what a lot of people think is the one of the greatest rappers out right now has those same moments of damn dog like I don't know what to do with this shit mm -hmm. but then you come back to it and and that was just a really dope insight into his world as as a rapper for anybody who who hasn't been down that path or doesn't know how that goes, I think that's a very interesting insight on that. That like you know sometimes like you say you know you, you hear a beat or you hear whatever and and it just doesn't it doesn't stick nothing works and then a year later you might go back to it and and, and finish it up. So that I think that was really interesting all around. But just yeah, I, I think all, all around is just a really dope song. You know just obviously called let go of my hand he, he talks about his son how one day he's gonna have to let go of his hand mm -hmm. so uh yeah it was just a really dope song around very dope uh lyrically and just overall the beat was was tough too yeah i agree uh it was a very like you said smooth ride out beat and it was very reminiscent instantly i thought of like the 90s tribe called quest style of mm -hmm. beats you know what i'm saying that's that's yeah. where my ear went automatically sure. and you're right that For is sure. very much old mixtape cole but he's also very good on that sounding type of stuff. Like he's incredible on it. So I have not a problem ever hearing that type of stuff. I want to say that the chorus was vicious and I want to say that the energy on it seemed like it was a little muted. Like it was pur purposely being tamped down, mm -hmm. but I thought that was perfect for the yeah, song. It really was. Like it, because if it was Lenny, if it was any more rah rah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, it just would not have worked with, with how this song was. Especially Cole's delivery on his joint. It was very mellowed down, kind of mm -hmm. just talk. It, it was almost talkative. Yeah. It was to the point where, you know, like we were mentioning earlier that Cole's delivery is typically very high energy, mm -hmm. but here it was, it was at a talking almost, uh, it was like point. he was trying to sit the listener down literally across from each other and have an actual yeah. conversation yeah. and talk really. about what this is and how it goes and what you need to, what's mm -hmm. going to be done, whatever, whatever. But, um, I'm at the end. There is, of course, the, 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 the mandatory J. Cole beat change up. I actually was not a big fan of that. That was the only thing I was not a fan of on the album. I mean, it was only there for a few seconds, but yeah, a few seconds. everything else on this song, completely flawless. I loved how he just put this whole thing together. Like it was a very, it was a very intelligently crafted song, I have to say. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. 100%. 
All right, let's do uh, number nine, the interlude, which I was talking about before. Now, this joint is like this is probably just because it's so short, probably the most lyrically dense bars on this album because he rhyme he rhymes it fast. He rhymes a lot in it at in like the minute and fifty four seconds I think that it is, and. I, I love the beat that's on there because it's very driving. It's a very just like hard hitting driving beat. And the sample at the end fits that jump perfectly. Like it just marries well together with how the song goes. So I think that, I think that this could have been a really dope fucking song. I don't know why he just decided to do it as an interlude, but this just, I've had to listen to the interlude five times to catch everything that he said in it. And that was only two minutes worth of music. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I agree. And, let me just, I'm going to do a little clickbait here, how like a lot of people like to do. Uh-oh. I think this song should have been left off the album. But, <gasps> but, <laughs> but only because I feel like, first of all, it got released before the album. It was a little teaser. Oh. And I and, and I feel like this sounds like a teaser to something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like on its own, its own kind of thing. It, I'm not saying it doesn't fit here, but I feel like it could have stood... You know, on its own, in, in a sense, you know what I mean. So, yeah. so for that reason, that's the only reason I'm gonna say that. But I don't have a problem with it being on the album. But I feel like if I had to say, which I obviously don't, I I would have said leave it off the album. But I thought that the bars were there. I thought that the flows were all over the place, but in a really good way. Mm-hmm. Like his his change up and like high and low and left and right was just crazy. But but contained. It was yeah. a lot of a lot of contained just chaos going on like lyrically and and just flow wise mm-hmm. but it just sounded really really dope i thought the drum was really dope and like i said I, because we heard this you know as a as a snippet you know before the joint came out uh it didn't hit as hard as if i had it but nonetheless really really dope rapping all over this joint i like to be on it just a dope song all around i agree i agree this joint was fucking dope in fact it would probably be one of my favorite songs on the album if it was an actual song yeah, no, nah, I agree. I mean, I guess it, I mean, it kind of technically is. is still, but like, it's technically not a song song. You know what I'm saying? It's not a complete song. Well, yeah, I, I guess nah, maybe. I agree. Yeah, it's not a complete song. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But let's go on to, uh, the next song, which is number 10, uh, The Climb Back. And again, I'm going to start by saying this, that this is one of them very slower, extremely slower, somewhat hard to get through type of j cole songs this is that song yes this is that song that every j cole album has at least one of Mm -hmm. and and it's one of those songs that again very just difficult to get through and it's not because it's a bad song or bad writing or anything like that but the beat is so very almost methodical kind of just very slow and i don't know just kind of all over the place The, the drums are kind of different and shit like that but um, yeah, let, let, let's just say it, it wasn't really my favorite song on the track. On that, I agree with a hundred percent of everything that you just said right there. In fact, I can't think of anything else to say that you <laughs> didn't say, except for the very <laughs> last note that I put on here. The beat is good, but easily becomes background noise, and I say that because I got fucking. I was listening to this. Uh, the, the the couple of times that I was I've been listening to this, especially when I was listening to it today a few times, 
every time I listened to that song, I would start paying attention to it. But by the end of it, I something else had happened. Like I got a text message, and I'm gone in a text message, and the song becomes background noise. Or I'm, you know, I look up something on on the computer, and I'm trying to listen to the jump while I'm doing it, and it just like I can't pay attention to it anymore because it's just background yeah. noise at that point. Like this mm-hmm. is the only song I say for sure could be taken off this album just to like put the keep the level of energy up. Um, but yeah. yes, like you said, this is the most difficult to listen to. This is that Nap King Cole shit <laughs> right here. This is this is definitely that. And again, I heard a lot of people saying that where is that Nap King Cole shit at? Well, it's right here, motherfucker. Okay, it's number ten, the comeback again. Not a bad song, but you won't hear, like like you said. Like you know what kind of stuck out to me was the little the the sample the, in the background. The, Mm-hmm. thing in the background yeah that's the only thing that i can hear in my head right now from the beat from the song in, in general but yeah man it, it just wasn't to me it wasn't it wasn't a great song for me it just it's just that the one the one thing that i really just don't like about j cole is these type of songs and yeah you know I, it is what it is though i, I know that as a co fan we're gonna have to put up with these kind of songs yeah and, and, and you know it's just it's part of it's part of the whole thing but yeah, um, yeah it it is it comes with the territory but we're not we're not obligated to like them so <laughs> we yeah, can still sure. we can still voice our frustrations not that Cole's going to do anything cuz that nigga's just going to do what the fuck he want to do you know what i'm saying no facts <laughs> facts and at this point you got the right to you know nigga's Basically. fucking he's earned it all right go on to let's go on to number 11 which is close the beat is really dope on this joint i mm-hmm. feel I feel like, again, like this one is kind of the beat is muted on this joint where it could be harder and just, you know, it could it just give you more oomph behind it. I want to say this, this, this is a really vicious, again, he's telling a story. It's a story of warning on this one. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. to the listener. It's, it's a very vicious story as well. I'm not a big fan of usually when someone finds one word and then they can every, every line to every other line is going to rhyme with that one specific word all across the mm-hmm. song. But J. Cole actually doesn't do a bad job on this track with that. So he found a bunch of ways to rhyme around the word close and they all worked and they all weren't like stretchable or like, you know, you're trying to stretch to find, you know, like, okay, that might work in this context. Every context it worked. And I just, I just think it's, it's really cool when somebody can actually do that because it's, it's, a, it's hard to do. When you just use one word and you rhyme off that one word for like, you know, an entire track. That's something difficult. Yeah. Not many people can do it. It's not even something that's done very often anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, no, for sure. So for I, sure. I think he did, he executed it well. I don't have a problem with this song at all. I fucks hard with it. And especially I fuck hard with, with, with the, the information and the knowledge that he's dropping. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I, I think it's a really dope, dope storytelling joint. Um, you know, just like you said of, of him going one path and him and another, uh, what, what used to be a close friend going another path and just kind of the end result of, of both of their stories. And, and again, it's just kind of like you said, a, a sad kind of story to think about that. Like, you know, like somebody you could be really close with, you know, just off of how they're living and how you're living, it could split y'all up and it could really just send y'all in opposite directions. And I feel like this is such a, like you said, a very, very good lesson type of, of joint that like, you know, like this shit, everything comes and catches back up to you and, and how you live in and shit like that. So very dope song. I like the beat a lot. It kind of reminded me of a Jay-Z song, in honesty. Mm-hmm. It kind of had a Jay-Z kind of vibe to it. You know, it kind of remind, nah, I kind of want to say song cry for, for a little bit. 
it kind of sounded like it for a little bit, the, the Jay Z song "Song Cry." Yeah, but uh, but but ultimately, yeah, I, I, um, I thought I think the joint was dope. I think the joint was dope all around. Uh, the rap and the storytelling and the beat for sure. All right, bad, bad. And uh, let's go ahead and go on to the last song on the joint, which is "Hunger on Hillside," number twelve. And I thought this joint was dope, man. I thought it was a really good way to end uh, the album. Obviously, very. Uh, and I feel like J. Cole always ends, ends his albums like this, which is in a very like positive manner, you know, telling people like, like the last, I don't I remember which album this is from, but, uh, love yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this joint, you know, just kind of like reinforcing, I guess, his beliefs on people, which is just to keep your head, you know, looking forward and keep moving forward and just, you know, whatever. And I, I thought this was kind of, it kind of has that feeling to it along with the sample in the background. Uh, of the guy singing the lord has a plan for you mm-hmm. i thought that was really dope all and the beat was really dope as well too the beat it just really kind of had that feel to it. it 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 all worked very well together on this last one i agree and you're right it is a typical thing for j cole to do something like this at the end of an album like we should pretty much expect that at this point yeah mm-hmm. um i don't i don't have a problem with this song i love it the singing the rapping mixed together beautiful chorus is vicious all the verses are on point J. Cole actually raps really fast in this one. Surprisingly so. Because, I mean, yeah, we've heard J. Cole rap fast, but we don't really hear him just, you know, just murk off on it. Definitely something he did on this, Joe. I think it's a great track to end the album. It's definitely a little bit different. Because I don't feel like the end of his joints usually have that type of energy behind it, behind the lyrics. Like, it's usually more of a chilled, laid-back joint that he does for the last joint. So this is probably, like, the most energetic of the the final songs like this that that he's done so far. But nah, I fuck with it. I think it was it was really good. Uh, probably one of my favorite tracks on the album, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, again, again, it's funny because like I feel like because it doesn't start off with how the song actually sounds. Initially, I kind of was a little thrown off by it, but once I did the joint right out, I just heard the beat actually drop, and it, it was a really dope song. I really liked it. I really liked it. Um, like you said, one of my favorite joints on the album. All right. Well, that is all 12 tracks for J. Cole's The Off Season, which is actually a mixtape, not an album, according to the Internet. Which is weird. Look, man, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and just call it a project since that's the that's the politically correct way of referring to ambiguous works of music from artists now. There you, you go. You know, since, since we got to be politically correct and all that shit now. So we're just going to go ahead and call this a project. Sorry, J. Cole. Sorry for go. calling it an album. There you go. There you go. So the, the project of the off season. Um, <laughs> and as usual, we're going to go into what we thought about it overall. So, sir, what were your final thoughts on this project? Look, man. So in the process of me listening to this and reviewing this album, I had to go back and listen to his last album and just compare as a fan, because I would say I'm out of, out of, I would say J. Cole is probably in, in my top rappers list as, as far as rappers I'm a fan of. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of like to see not just progression as a rapper, but just overall, like just to see if I'm liking where the artist is going, shit like that. Gotcha. So I went back and listened to KOD for a little bit, kind of just roughly run, ran through it a little bit. And let me just say that this is probably my favorite J. Cole album since Forest Hills Drive, which was released about seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I, I, I just, I, I really like this joint a lot. I think there's a lot of good rapping on here. A lot of way better beat choices. This, this has always been a, 
a critique for uh, J. Cole mm-hmm. because he typically chooses himself, which, you know, it is what it is. But um, I, I've always thought that he could really benefit from some better production. And I feel like he did on this joint. I think he had a lot of different, very interesting production on this joint that, that worked all of it. So, um, yeah, man, I, I, I liked it. It was short and sweet, un- just under 40 minutes. And, and it does what it comes to do, and, it, and it's, it's it's fucking lay down some bars and and offer a little bit of a change up. But overall, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't stray away from what it is, from what J Cole is, and and that's what I respect about it here. That it it, it kind of stuck to what he does well, and and, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. I I do agree with you. I liked it a lot as well. Extremely extremely solid project. I'm very glad that this is not the the a boring album. Uh, that is hard to get through. It's a very, ex- the whole album is lyrically dense. So it's going to take more than one listen for you to go through it and catch everything that this man is saying. And especially because some of the, at some of the speeds which he's saying it, you're not used to hearing Cole rap. So you definitely yeah. got to take time to break those down. Like I said, he goes very diverse with the rhyme styles. You can tell certain rappers he's picked up a, f- a few things from. But again, like I said at the beginning, he's been able to morph all of that into his own shit with his own lyrical style. He changes up. He takes like inspiration from the person's rhyme style, but then basically molds it to suit his needs for how he does his thing, which is fucking vicious. Yes. So, I mean, I have not a problem with this album. This album has had multiple replays since For we, sure. since you decided to, to, uh, <laughs> to actually since I decided to listen to it just because it came out and then you yeah, were just like, too. okay, we're going to do a review. And I was yeah, like, yeah. all right, gives me even more chances to listen to this. I, I, fi- I figure we, we review an album we're going to listen to anyways. You know, so. Basically, basically. So nah, I, I enjoyed the fuck out this album and sliding right into our scores. I gave it a nine out of 10. And the only reason I gave it a 9 out of 10 and not a 10 out of 10 is because of, and let me not fuck up the name of the song, The Climb Back. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Essentially, that song literally made me take one off. And mm-hmm. that's the entire reason that I have him at 9. I could put him at 9.5 and give him a .5 little extra. So either a 9, 9.5, but that's what I'm giving it. I'm actually going to give it the same thing that you gave it, and that's a 9 out of 10. I thought it was really, really solid all around and, and almost identical to what you said. But yeah, there's a few songs on here that I wasn't the biggest fan of. Mm-hmm. Again, at this point, I've come to accept that, which is why I'm sorry, but I, to me, Kendrick will always just have a, a, a little bit of a higher level than, than J. Cole because I don't remember the last album that I thought of J. Cole to be a 10 out of 10, mm-hmm. but I could think of a couple Kendrick Lamars, at least two. That I consider 10 out of 10s. And again, that's just my opinion. Yeah, so for that reason, I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. Everything that's good on here is great. Let's just let's just put that out there. Yes. Everything that's good on here is really, really well done. But there's just a few here and there misses, in my opinion. Nothing to be really too concerned about. Um, just, just a really great album, in my opinion. 9 out of 10. I don't think there's nothing to be ashamed out of when it comes to that. Just a really great album. Awesome, awesome, and I want just one little, one little thing. The, the man who said that he don't listen to West Coast music said that he will always choose Kendrick Lamar <laughs> as the number one joke. So let me just go ahead and put that out there in the universe. <laughs> listen, man. Listen. <sighs> we, we, we respect bars over here. Okay, let me just let me just put that out there. We ain't listen. 
Yeah, I'm not even gonna disrespect no, nobody on the West Coast right now. Mm-hmm. No, we're not disrespecting not, nobody. I'm not even gonna say nothing. I was gonna say a name, but I'm just not gonna say anything. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do, don't bring that juju over here. Say, <laughs> I ain't gonna bring no bad juju out here. But listen, man. Bro, we we talking about uh, uh, Jay Carter. Yes, sir. Bro. Yes, sir. I'm my bad. I just had to throw um, that out there. Little little, little snake. Hey, snack, you know what hey I, I don't expect none. <laughs> I don't less from me, my nigga. <laughs> but listen, man. Uh, Jay Cole with a great album. Um, I think we were all expecting this to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. We all know he's very capable of bringing something like this, maybe much, even better. So um, I think he, it lived up to expectations. I think we were all expecting a solid album from a, a really, really good artist, good rapper. And this is what we got. So I think me and you are both happy with this. Mm-hmm. I think we're both gonna it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna have a couple more spins on our joints. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I thought that it was really well done. I agree with you one hundred percent. All right. And um well that is the end of our review for the off season yes, project by J. Yes, Cole. Project, yes sir. <laughs> Uh, but before we get out of here today, we, of course, are going to try and give you guys some suggestions. Yes, Did sir. you have anything that you'd like to share with the folks out here, my friend? Yeah, man. So real quick story for y'all. When I was about third grade or something like that, my parents didn't let me listen to rap because they was like, yo, there's a lot of violence and killings and shit like that. And niggas is talking wild shit on us. You can't listen to rap. So what does that mean? That means you're going to have to listen to fucking alternative rock, even though they talk about mad fucked up shit on there, such as suicide and depression and all kinds of shit that you don't want your kids listening to anyway. So kudos to my Latino parents for not knowing the difference. But had it not been for that, had it not been for that, I would have never listened to rock music, which would have led me to listen to this great fucking album right here by by a band that I really like, which is Kings of Leon, which is uh, called When They When You See Yourself. It just came out in March, I believe, March six, and really really good album. I just got tickets for them just because I was fans of them and decided to listen to the album of the tour. And let me tell you, I was just telling Cooper before the show, really really good album. Uh, all the way around it's been a long time since i listened to an album all the way through that i really really enjoyed and this is definitely one of them so if you're even remotely a fan of kings of leon or anything that sounds similar like similar to them go check this out kings of leon uh when you see yourself all right and i'm gonna go to what i like to call a nice little classic album i'm gonna do kanye west college dropout mm-hmm. i think that well this is a kanye's first album and it was i think it kind of threw everybody off balance because we didn't know what to expect from kanye as a rapper Mm -hmm. um because he had just been like a super producer at this time and still new super producer as well but right with songs like i'll fly away of course jesus walks which is the first like religious song i ever heard played in the club (laughs) (laughs) All, (laughs) all falls down the workout plan slow jams with uh what's his name jamie fox the workout plan through the wire which was the one where he was rapping through having his mouth wired shut like which started the whole thing this album is just like it's just bars on bars on bars it's just vicious on vicious on vicious and i'm trying to say like oh what is it uh the song if you listen to to what was it to family i think it's family business that was the that was the one where he's talking about i think the grandmother was like sick in the hospital and Mm -hmm. like he's in the hospital and the nurse is just like uh can i get an autograph and he's like don't you see we grieving here blah 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 blah. and then like basically talking about how black people don't i don't want to say black people don't send flowers and shit to people in the hospital because we do but typically in the black families black culture at least in my family and the ones that i I grew up around when somebody's Mm -hmm. in the hospital everybody just drops 
everything and goes to see them in the hospital. Yeah. And that's yeah, when yeah. he was like, man, fuck it. We're not bringing roses because we the roses. Like we all came together as the roses to make you feel better. Yeah. That's no, one of the, fair. that was, that was one of the dopest, like most realist lines I'd heard yeah. at that time. Um, yeah. and you catch a lot of good lines like that on this album. So you definitely have to check out college dropout by Kanye. If you have not already listened to it. I mean, if you're a big fan of Kanye ever He's, since mm-hmm. I want to say Yeezus, like y'all need to go back and listen to his first shit and really catch yeah, him at yeah. his most lyrical. Let me just say, if you're if you consider yourself a Yeezy fan and you haven't listened to College Dropout, then then turn in your Yeezy card right now. Take off your Yeezys right now mm-hmm. and, and go donate them bitches at your nearest fucking thrift store, man. Because <laughs> fuck you for even thinking that. All right, if you haven't listened to this album, go listen to that shit. It's a fucking classic. You will not be disappointed. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, is there any other nuggets of wisdom you'd like to drop besides the the the, the value of the Kanye the Kanye discography? Man. Let me just say this. We don't typically do this, but shout out to the Bodega Boys for being on the motherfucking broadcast last night, Fuck which yeah. was fucking lit. That shit was fucking... If there was any highlight about last night, it was my man Deezus and my man Merrill out there representing for Bodega Hive. You know what I mean? And, I, and it was shit. a shock to see them pop up on the joint when they did. Too. I was like, what? what? Deezus and Merrill? Nah, yo, that, that was dope. Like, they did that it's fucking funny. thing. It's funny because, nigga, I knew that was going to happen because I seen earlier, I think one of them tweeted that shit out. And I was like, what? They about to do the commentary for this shit? And and my fucking high ass completely forgot about it until I seen them being, com- I was fucking completely high. And I was like, oh, am I fucking lunching right now? Or are these <laughs> niggas doing commentary for this shit? So, yeah. So, big kudos to both of them, man. The brand is brolic. Yes. And we hope that we can get our brand up there one day. Exactly. You know, that's just, so, so salute to those guys, man. Definitely doing their thing. Yo, and, how many and, times did you hear Yerp during the fight, yo? Yerp. For real. <laughs> or, or, or BX or them mentioning Brook, uh, uh, not Brooklyn, uh, damn, y'all gonna the Bronx. Bronx. <laughs> Bronx BX. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta love it, man. Hey, you gotta love it. And, and, and it's funny because, and to anybody out there that wants to give shade for them niggas clowning during the whole fight, Motherfucker, this is a YouTuber versus a professional boxer. This is a circus show, okay? Exactly. So a, a, I don't a, hear a retired professional boxer. A retired <laughs> professional boxer, okay? This is the equivalent of Michael Jordan playing a pickup game right now and, and expecting there to be a serious commentary as to what's going on basketball-wise, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get professional commentary for a fucking circus show of a boxing match. Mm-hmm. All right, so for anybody talking shit, saying, oh, they got these comedians to do commentary, and this shit was trash, suck my dick from the back word of Deezus and Merrill, nigga. Facts. I, I, I'll be BX all day. Y'all know what it is. But so, so, one thing I have to say is, if y'all going to be mad at Deezus and Merrill doing it, are y'all mad at Snoop for doing it? Hmm. No, but that's what I'm saying. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But you know what? But you know what it is, right? I'm not saying that these Merrill don't have fans because they obviously uh, yeah they're, they they're do. More, they are well known now. But I feel like because Snoop is uh, it's who he is, yeah, it's who he is. <laughs> and, and and because that's the reality of it is, I feel like unless you're like a fan of these Merrill or watch their show, mm-hmm. you might not know who they are. Mm-hmm. And, and like I feel like to the casual probably wouldn't know who they are. So it's like, who are these guys trying to be? You know, funny on TV. You know, it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like when that new guy at work is funny, and people are like, "Oh, who's this guy? I think he is yep. trying to be all funny and shit." Honestly, though, I can't yeah, wait just for laughing. Them. Just laughing, yeah, just fucking laugh, dog. Yeah, yeah. just laughing. <laughs> but I can't wait for the next Bodega Boys episode when they talk about all the shit that oh, was yeah. behind and, and and what people's oh, yeah. comments were on Instagram and shit for them yeah, doing yeah. it. Like, I cannot this wait. Is, let me just say, this is what Deezus just tweeted. He was like, 
Spent the weekend hanging with athletes and boxers. All my thoughts now come in form of motivational IG captions. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yo, man. These guys out here doing it. It's good to see them get bigger and bigger, though. I fucking love Hell this yeah. shit. Their, con- their yeah. consistent grind, their consistent rise is really oh, yeah. a testament as to what can happen if you really do Oh, it. yeah. Facts. So shout out to Benega Boys, man. Exactly. All right, well, on that note, we are about to get up out of here, but we wanted to know, let y'all know that y'all can find us for your listening pleasure at SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, Google, and Google Podcasts. And you can find us on social medias, Instagram and Twitter, at HCubedPodcast. And yes, that is all spelled out. Spell it out. And you can go to Facebook.com and search Hip Hop Heads Podcast. You'll also find us there. Just look for that little black square with the H3 in that, John. You got us. It is. All right. Well, I guess we're going to get up out of here for the evening. Anything else you want to drop on people real fast? Hey, look, man, we always say, man, just do your very best out there, There y'all. And if you can't do that, at the least, make mama proud. See, my man's giving the remix of the good advice I forgot to give. There you go. (laughs) And I I somewhat almost butchered it, but, you know, (laughs) you're going to get the gist of it. That's one thing. Exactly. All right, well, we out of here, y'all. Love y'all. Take it easy. Be safe. Peace. Peace.